This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Oh, baby, today is very exciting. Oh, wait, Meatball, I did the cold open by myself uh, for the Tuesday app, so I said you could do this one today. So you want to do it? Oh, hi, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks. Welcome to Big Dipper and Meatball Sloppy Seconds. And this week, we have the wonderful, the incredible, the awesome, I can't think of other good words because I'm tired, it's the IMHO Girls. We got Darby Lynn Cartwheel, we got... Auntie Chan and we got Auntie Dixie. Chan. What did I say? Auntie. And we got Alexis P. Bevels. Oh, baby. It's a great show. We do a really fun sex talk. We do. We talk about Chicago drag. We talk about what started getting them all up in the wigs and the gigs, mama. The wigs and the gigs. Um, and also, for everyone listening, we know on Wednesday you heard a little uh, feed drop of Jinx Monsoon's new show, Hi Jinx. So uh, if you enjoyed that episode with Joel Kim Booster, make sure you search for Hi Jinx uh, right here on your podcast app. And uh, go ahead and subscribe and give that give that show a rating or review because we're trying to grow this mom network. And uh, I think Jinx is a great interviewer and a really great podcast host. And I've been producing the show and there's a lot more coming. I shut on a bulb. <laughs> okay, enjoy our show. Forever. First choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy seconds. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you sloppy, you stupid little fucks. You nice little fucks. You dirty little fucks. You stupid little fucks. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball. That's Big Dipper. And today we have such a big stack show, mama. Stacked, honey. Tits up, push-up bra, stacked, stamped, ready to go. Do you like when people say stamped when they talk about makeup? No, but people say it to me all the time. And I don't... I, is it because it just looks the same every time? Because to no, me, No, I think it means it's like, it's like very sharp. It's like the opposite of like a smoky eye. It's like stamped. Like it's like there. That's what I prefer. <laughs> I prefer because I got a big old round face, Mama. You got to add it in. You got to say I did this is what I look like. Send you a video of yourself from 2016 that I found on the internet uh, that I didn't know existed, and it is horrifying. Your makeup looks wonderful, and your personality is not fully developed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we should talk about it. Um, let's get it. Listen, this is what everyone has been waiting for: the crossover event. Paula, get your audio editing uh, equipment ready because we have... Paula's um, birthday was yesterday. Shout out to Paula. Oh, no. All right. Welcome to the show, the the girls from IMHO. Please welcome to your ears. It's Darby Lynn Cartwheel, Auntie Chan, and Alexis P. Bevels. Today, the P stands for what? Pancetta. Mm. Ooh. Why? Well, now I'm hungry. Um, 
Because it's a cured meat, and this meeting is going to cure everything that ails me. Wow. Oh, wow. How do you do that every has time? Left the chat. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about a different kind of cured meat. I mean. Oh, maybe later. Ah, yes. You and Darren. During, during fuck talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi. How is everybody doing? Oh, we're so good. This is going to be so complicated because there's three of us. So yes. you know what? I'll just set the precedent now. Alexis and Chan, just assume I'm going to answer and then just like, count to five. <laughs> we'll wait so for just, So just like the show. Yeah, just like <laughs> I made that. <laughs> okay, so wait for, for the death punchline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for anyone who lives under a rock, tell us, Darby first, what is IMHO the show? Oh my God, thank you so much for asking. Did you ask because you don't actually watch and you really want us to explain it to you? I've seen it. I've been on it. I've seen it. We um we are a YouTube show and we talk about a TV show that we all watch. And of course, that is Wheel of Fortune. And sometimes we talk about drag race as well. Uh, it was a show that Chan and I started because we used to do this with um, somebody else that we we no longer talk about. Uh, but now well, we have I was there and- too. I was there too. At oh the yeah, beginning. Alexis, are you in? Are you on this show? I was there too at the beginning. I chose the background fabric that is now the iconic uh, <laughs> look. So I like to say I was literally in the fabric of the show from the beginning. <laughs> oh, from oh, clever girl, clever girl, clever, clever. clever. But when it started, it was just. I mean, no offense, Alexis, but it was just you <laughs> <Yeah>. and Chan. <laughs> yeah. And you would always just sit in the background and we would hear you wheeze. So how did you work your way up onto the cameras? Yeah, Explain I it. Was, I'd like to know. I was like, because I heard that my best friend of all time, uh, Auntie Chan, was going to do this show with Darby. And I was like, okay, well, they can't do it without me. So I'll just sit in the background. And then um, and then it ended up being, I, was, I called myself the intern. And then I said, well, what if I had like a couple of minutes at the end of every episode to give my opinions, homosexual opinions, and then became intern minute. And then last summer, they were like, we have to get you on the show full time. It doesn't work. They? Uh-huh. Chan, are your pronouns they? <laughs> oh, it was just me? Oh, it only I endorsed uh, this promotion. It wasn't you, Darv. You didn't, oh, you didn't well, join the bandwagon. Here here's the discussion. No, no, no. No, here's the thing. I... Uh, knew that Alexis was kind of like the low key star of the show, and True. now now that she's like wheezing up a storm, I think she's probably <laughs> the fan favorite. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! Yeah, that's so nice. It's not true. Everyone knows it's JB. It's like I I think it's a big. I think it's and don't take this literally, Alexis. But I think you're kind of like Cinderella. Like I'm the evil stepmother that like (laughs) abuses you, and so people are like, "Oh my god, she shouldn't get abused so often." But it doesn't stop me because I've got money. And Chan is both the fairy, (laughs) the fairy godmother, but also when she doesn't come in drag, Prince Charming. But also the <gasps> Oh yeah, Uncle Chan. Yes, yes, yeah. Thank you, thank you for saying. Actually, the video that we just posted on Patreon is has Uncle Chan featured. Ooh, Ooh. they love seeing the dichotomy. They love seeing you like, oh, Here's that's the what dichotomy. they look like. Mm, I wonder if, mm. you know. <laughs> well, they do that. Mm. They do that when you're mm. out of drag. When Alexis and I are out of drag, they're like, how old are they? <laughs> 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 Wait, now also, Alexis, you mentioned the intern minute. 
literally when I first became aware of IMHO, I truly thought you like prepared the show, you edited the show, you like made everything. And little, little did I know Darby is the one, you know, sitting at the keyboard doing all the editing. Literally. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of my journey with Darby. We used to host a show called Darby wins a talent show where she would, she would host and win her own talent show and i and i was the stage manager and when it started i did not stage manage a bit i literally just i wore roller skates and i rolled around and got drunk so i brought that energy into imho yeah darby does all the work she does all the editing she did our merch thank you so much well if alexis had been in charge of all of the editing it would have been have you like it would have been like the zoom call uh where one person is kind of behind. No one will actually watch it. I want to know, like, how has uh, the growth of IMHO been? Like, in in quarantine, it seems like you guys have been creating more and more content. You're, like, always together. You're always in drag. Like, how do you schedule it? How do you figure out creating all of this? Chan, would you like to take mm-hmm. this one? Yeah. So, during Quar, we recorded like how many different seasons of drag race like four different it was like the 15 hours and the 13 12 and then uh uk2 and uh we we Canada. have a couple days set aside like there was a time where we were recording thursdays and saturdays uh and uh we would just do some prep work for it but it grew exponentially when Honestly, I keep going back to like having Alexis on, like moving it to like a three person show because I don't. Well, Chan, no. I don't, I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. But, no, but here's the tea. I'm just kidding. Here's the tea. <laughs> Alexis is like, to say that story out loud now. The, I know. The, they, they watched it at first for uh, seeing a review show about Drag Race. And then they kind of stuck around because they saw that it was like a lasting friendship that was like, entertaining to have around in the house to like put on while you're doing laundry or to listen to while you're driving home from work and I think a lot of people just like seeing joy so I think that's that's helping yeah it's true it's so it's true sweet. I love mm-hmm. to cook with you guys like I'll put like if I'm <gasps> feeling like oh it's time to like really throw down for like an hour in the kitchen and like make a couple meals that'll last me for the week or whatever I will put you on and just be chopping red peppers and things while you uh well I'm so glad we, well, we do down. we do often talk about chop, how to chop red peppers in yeah. between a runways. Lovely. yeah <laughs> well we let's actually be, let's be honest you barely talk about the tv show yeah, no, that is true. I will say, everyone needs. If you really want to just watch like an hour of nonsense, you have to do the Patreon videos. Like that's why I got yes. it because they literally the last one I saw y'all were like, "This is Patreon only," and then you talked about the show for maybe two minutes, and you were like, "Okay, Patreon only again." And I was like, "Oh, that's why I'm here." Well, that yeah, was the I, reunion episode where nothing happened. But yeah, we. No, we, I mean, it also, I think just being quarantine vibes and not doing anything else, literally, we all three decided like, we're going to make this a focus. None of us had any other jobs. Um, it, it helped. Well, we, we all had the job of, you know, making people laugh. That was the job that really. Well, I think, I think we've like realized that we, we started the show like a year and a half before, or no, like a year before the lockdown. I don't know. What is time? 
And so when the lockdown happened, we already had this kind of going. And of course, it was at a much different level. And then I think people just yeah, got tired of digital drag. Mm. We did film in the basement mm-hmm. of Bar Redacted. Um, and, you know, we've moved on into my back room. <laughs> we moved up, though. Yeah, we moved right. up nine floors. Yeah, that's exciting. And if you count the basement. Yeah. Um, I want to know a little bit about where you each come from and what brought you to Chicago. Um, so Chan, you're from Houston. Mm -hmm. And then is it, is it the, the, the skits from the comedy scenes and the improv Olympic and second city that brought you to Chicago? You know, I was doing like the comedy sports in Houston. I was like, I, I love sports. comedy. I love goofing around. I did comedy sports. Really? Yeah. I that like that's it. You love games. You like I do love a game. <laughs> you I said, like playing I games. I need a one word suggestion. Yes. From <laughs> Wait, Adam. did you do improv Olympics? Like at the one in Houston proper? Oh my god. Oh, in Houston. Oh, I didn't know that there was one in Houston. Oh, there is? they called it improv Olympics Not with Olympics. an S on it in Houston because you know the official one is just singular improbable well that could just be me and my speech impediment we'll never know <laughs> uh yeah i, I came is that to Chicago. true i'm sorry is there a singular olympic can you know okay i Dar- darby we went on the same journey I in know. our mind the improv improv olympic is what he's saying darby and i thought you meant the actual olympics the sports is that what oh, you meant yes that's not what darby meant no <laughs> Is that what that's what I thought? I'm still googling it. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you wanted to do comedy. I wanted to do comedy, and when I moved up here in Chicago, I met so many other people from Houston as well that were just moving to like the next city uh, that still wanted to entertain. Uh, And I don't know. I've it's so crazy to meet people from Houston and like Chicago, but it makes a lot of sense too, that these are folks that have so much like talent, but also a lot of like attitude as well. not like in a bad sense, but like they know who's real and who's not real. And I think that's, that's the trait of like a Houstonian. 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 Yeah, that's what we're called. Uh-huh. We got me, we got you, we got Beyonce, we got Meg the Stallion. We got Alexis Bevels. We got Alexis. Right here. Alexis P. Bevels. Yeah. Wait, so what yeah. brought you to Chicago, Alexis? I did. This will this will shock everyone. I actually came here to pursue a career in musical theater. Mm, shocking. <gasps> I know what? that's hard to believe. Yeah, I went to I went to came here for college because my parents <gasps> You went to college? That, that <laughs> yeah, was a shocking yeah. to me. <laughs> well. Only for four years. And then what I dropped program? What program? Columbia okay. College Musical Theater. Okay. Did There's you graduate? Did you drag- get a degree? They did you said, weaponize no. it? I didn't. Wa- oh, yes. I, did. I do weaponize <laughs> it often. But I said, they said, you're, you're, um, your credit. They did changing. They did change the, the um, thing on me. <laughs> They what is that? Did. You ever heard a woman drown on a podcast? <laughs> what do you mean? They, they, cha- they did changing curriculum. Okay. They changed the curriculum, and they they said, "Yeah, these will count. These will count as history." Because when I started, they said musical theater history counts as history, and then when I ended, they were like, "That doesn't count as history. You have to take an actual history class." And I said, "I don't want to do that," and so I quit. 
so they well, got that's you. What they happened to Meepo. Yeah. Meepo was wearing two polos from the Jabba J crew to movement class mm-hmm. in the Stellar Adler studio uh, yes. at NYU. And they said, why do you dress this way? And you said, I'm out of here. I'm out. Well, I was. it was like, okay, I'm not really learning much here. I can just go to auditions on my own and like see people that also are not in school. So I dropped out. Because it's like, once you start acting, it's like, what's the, it's like not, you don't need, you don't need a, a degree. degree to do it. Right. And most of the people that were getting jobs were people that were like, I dropped out and I focused my energy on this and working to pay my rent. And so I was like, that seems like a smarter idea. I feel like most, I feel like Gen Z, okay, you with me, Gen Z, you listening? I feel like they're starting to realize that college is a joke. Like yeah. our generation, we didn't, like it, that was just, everyone had to do it. And plus I went to college right after the towers fell. So we were feeling very vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> and right. so I just needed to grow because I needed the country to, to survive. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. 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 After the towers fell, I gotta get my ass in class. No, but I know what you're saying. Like it did feel, I remember there was a moment when I thought about maybe deferring for a year to like work a job or do something. And the amount of people sort of in my friend group or in my parents, and my family were like, wait, what? You wouldn't yeah. go immediately to college? And I'm like, it's so expensive. My my whole college experience was like, I took the least amount of credits I needed to graduate. Work. And uh, my senior year, I went part-time because I ran the numbers. And I was like, oh, you just pay a full-time fee. And it's, you know, wh- however many thousands of dollars. Or if you go a la carte, it's half that price, but you can still graduate. I was like, I'm doing the cheap one. It was just so, it was such a scam. Oh the whole thing was Damn. a scam. Well, Wait, and, so and dark- even like, like when, when I was in high school, even just not taking a year off, but also like, are you going to school in the city we live in? Are you going to Memphis? Oh, yeah. You have to go away. And now I'm like, Like I got a full, not only full ride to Memphis, I got like paid to go to Memphis, but I was like, no, 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 no. I have to go somewhere else. I'm going to do a Southern Baptist college in Mississippi. I'm going to spend my freshman year taking old and new Testament classes. That's what I'm going to do. Did you actually do that? (laughs) Yes. I didn't know you were that deep in. I knew you were a Southern girl, but okay. So, so you read the Bible a lot? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I re- well, I read the Bible. I didn't understand it because I'm too queer, but <laughs> I was trying to make sense of it. Rock well, yeah, my on. twin brother, my twin brother's a pastor, and so he was like, "I want to go to a Baptist school because I want to, I want to be Jesus." And I was like, "Well, I don't, I'm too afraid to go anywhere, but I'll go with my brother." And like, ooh, bonus points if like God changes me. But instead, I get there and they had a show choir, and I said, "Wow." Oh. And I yes ended into a show choir. I fucked everyone at that college. Oh, yeah. In- including one of my English professors. Oh. And uh, I left. Did and they do tap dancing in the show choir? I love that that's your question and not more about the English <laughs> professor, but go on. Do you tap dance? I just, I can imagine Darby tap dancing. No, Alexis does. Alexis is a There we go. There's a really good video actually on one of our cell phones of Darby pretending to be me and tap dancing in the basement of a different club. That's, she's too tall to stand up. So she's uh-huh. like over and tap dancing. Describing it on a podcast is, it's hilarious. It's so good. I know. Thank nope. you. <laughs> okay, great. And on that, we will take, we'll a, take break. a break. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah. 
Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like, oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we are back. And we're back. I now I have a question for each one of you, starting with Chan. Oh. Do you know Wicked? Wicked? Wicked. Wicked? Wicked. Wicked. Uh, the one with that green girl and the mm -hmm. one with the white dress? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on Wicked? So if you care to find me, look to the... Well... <laughs> 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 look to the Western sky. Um, it's that note. It's that note for me. The ah. It really does it for me. It's Darby. Do you know Wicked? I Shoshana Bean sure do. <laughs> I love Wicked, of course. I actually, I found Wicked when I was at that Southern Baptist College in Mississippi. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, I'm a bottom. <laughs> you related to Alphabet real quick. Oh, real quick. Plus my butthole is green, so. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh. Do yes. you know Wicked? Okay, so my journey with Wicked started in my high school career. I, I heard the CD. In your high school, what? 
career, career? career. Okay. you know when I, you do at least two musicals in high school it begins a career yes so um okay i love wicked of course i know it it is the first show i ever saw on broadway <gasps> who did you see who was who I was in it two days after Kristen chenoweth and joel gray left so i did see idina Menzel. she Oof, is rough three feet tall she was rough and she said she was sick she said that a lot. Well, her publicist came out after the stage door and said, okay, she's very sick. So do not ask for a picture, but she will sign autographs. Oh. <laughs> do you think and... they did that at the Oscars when she tried to sing Let It Go? And her <laughs> yeah. publicist came out after yeah. and was like, she was sick. Yeah. She was no, but so I saw sick. Jennifer Laura Thompson, who was the second Glinda. <gasps> but I love her. Yeah, she's great. More importantly, um, the, the twink from Queer as Folk, the blonde one, Justin... Yes. Oh yeah. He was Bach. I could see oh, that. Work. And he no, was really good. Yeah. If and you saw... were to cast this group of people on this call right here in roles in Wicked, where would they fall? Me? I'm gonna yeah. cast it. Well, you have the career. You're the expert. I have the high school career. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I have to give. I want to give myself alphabet, but I feel like that's rude to do on your podcast. No, that's fine. You can do no, whatever you want. I like Show when, your I like true when... colors, Alexis. Okay, I like no, but I like when Meatball does the the, the warrior cry riff. So Meatball's Alphaba, Darby is Darby is Galinda. Yeah, Darby that's is Galinda. Darby is Galinda, but I'm Glinda when she changes her name. How about oh. she gets nice? We'll share. Oh, I like that. Yeah, oh, I like fun. to take the second half off. Yeah, um, <laughs> Auntie Chan, you're you're. Oh, you know who Auntie Chan is? She's Nessa. who has one of the sickest vocal parts in the show but they didn't put on the soundtrack so nobody knows what vocal part what she has a little like refrain doesn't she am i making this up yeah after the the dance i think i know what you're talking about is she in the chair or no when she when she when she's in the chair and she gets mad at Alphabet. She's talking about Bach. Like she wants, she wants she Alphabet wants to, to say Bach. She's like, <laughs> oh yeah, Who sings that? Who is on Broadway? The girl from Sabrina. Mm-hmm. The girl from Sabrina. Jenna. Oh, Rill, I saw Jenna her. <sighs> Jenna Lee Green or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Jennifer. No, yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very dangerous. Yeah, and then I think Big Dipper. I want you to be Madame Morrible, or yeah, 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 or Professor, <laughs> uh, yeah, Professor yeah, yeah, yeah. the Goat, the Goat. But only if you want. I don't want to. Only if you want. No, What's you're the a thing goat. where he like does the the what do they call it when a goat bleeds? bleeds. <laughs> Something bad. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. In- <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that'd be good. So let's talk about. Um, okay. Uh, comedy skits, musical theater, Southern Baptist College. When do the wigs go on? <laughs> what gets you into what the What gets your brain to think this is How what did you do. begin? How do you clock sure... out at Whataburger and go, let me throw this wig on my head. <laughs> let me glue this wig on down Chan, Chan, did you st- is your first time in drag on YouTube? Are you doing stand-up in like a bad wig? Well, a oh my <laughs> God. choice of a wig. In the B.O.B. Yes. It, uh, I think, that, yeah, that was like, yeah. One of the first times I ever did drag, I did it for my college. I did like as uh, I did an interview for my friend who was running this like uh, 
Tonight Show style setup, and I did it as like this aunt character, and I was like holding pretzel sticks and snacking on them while like holding the mic up into the to give them ASMR. Mm. Um, <laughs> Trendsetter from the jump. From yeah. the start, with the crunchiest <laughs> items. Uh, so I guess it started in college uh, with a little bob and a dream and glasses, <laughs> a bridge of the nose, just lower. And then how, I mean, like, how, what is the transformation into, like, this new chair? How did that happen? Um, I did a crash landing, which was an amateur competition in Chicago. And it was an era, too. Uh, that was, like, the same competition that, like, Soju did, Denali also did it, um, and Bambi Banks Kool-Aid did it. Uh, and that's when I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do drag less as a character and I just want to be more creative with it and just like have fun embodying uh, a, an entirely different persona. And, and serving body while you do it. And um, serving body, you see it, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it became less of like a character and more of like gender expression, I guess. Was, was there really- like a moment when you were like in the sort of like, you know, ant get up where you have glasses and the whatever and you like sort of, she's all that moment. You like take off the costume glasses and you're like, wait, I'm fine. Like, when, did you, <laughs> I, when were I, you able to like, turn it on and be like, I'm actually a pussycat doll? <laughs> <laughs> actually... <laughs> Hey, yeah, but she was beautiful this whole time. <laughs> Taking those glasses off. They were it is, it's like you, you didn't do much to transform from your character to just like a party girl vibe. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, but you can actually go back to our first episode of IMHO and then take it up to now and see her transformation. Because the it's- first episode of IMHO, she was a literal pig. <laughs> like she painted like a pig. <laughs> like she was always like she came in like a pig, or then one day she just showed up as a clown. And I was like, Do you want to do drag today? And then of course she starts coming in in these like gorgeous wigs. And I was like, Okay, go back to the clown, please. Yeah. <laughs> I need but, to feel like, pretty. I would prefer... What I love is that like you now you are so beautiful, but your your numbers are like some of the dumbest numbers I've yeah. ever seen. They're like Fully. I just it's like my favorite type of drag where you're like, it's you're trying to get the audience to laugh. And it's less about like, I'm so body, I'm so beautiful. It's like there's a point and there's a concept. How do you come up with some of your numbers? Um, getting really high, laying down on the couch, eating food, watching TV, and then pausing going, what if I did that? Do <laughs> <laughs> what they just did on TV, but I try to do it on stage. <laughs> So you saw the Pixar lamp and you said, now I'm a jump. (laughs) Literally. I texted Masha Potato. I was like, hey, can you like dress up as the letter I on Saturday? I'm going to beat your ass up. And that happened. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Those numbers are so ingenious. I love them. So um, when did, when did you put on a wig, Alexis? I do. I, I was doing theater. I just did a show called Hairspray. And if you've heard ever it. seen it, heard of it, they do like all the boys in the ensemble play the the girls' moms for the mommy daughter day dance in the stage production. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And and do you think I was, Harvey did that? Do you think it was Harvey's idea when they put the show up? 
Yeah. yeah, well, I texted him. Actually, it was my idea. I texted him and I said, Har, baby, bubble up. I have an idea because I'm going to do hairspray like 10 years after this this show. Anyway, I did it. You and want I- the boys to be the mommies. Snatch <laughs> 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 game. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, let's see how far I can push it in the like seven minutes I have to get ready. And by the end of the run, I was doing like fully gluing on lashes. I didn't know how to do makeup. I looked crunchy AF, but the director did have to say like, okay, Alex, you have to stop. (laughs) You you look too beautiful. I mean, I mean, you're paraphrasing, right? He was (laughs) But so what? (laughs) And so So that was your first foray. But when were you like, how do I get this into people's faces more? Mm. I did do the first ever like amateur competition I did was Roscoe's Drag Race uh, on Tuesday nights. Right. Wow. And the first time I ever did it, I was pretty proud because I had one Akira dress and one like blunt bang long bob. And I came in second and I said, this is for me. Coming and what did you do? Did you start singing? Second is for you. No, <laughs> actually, I I was scared to sing a dance because I was like, I need to just be a lip synker for drag. And I need to hold, I need to like separate myself from musical theater, Alex. And then, and then after a while I was like, I don't really like, I'm not good at lip syncing and I don't like doing things that I'm not good at. And I was like, let me try, let me try tap dancing. Let me try singing. Harvey. They said, hmm. <laughs> don't like doing things you're not good at. Hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. I started, <laughs> and then I I love it. Yeah. And then I started dipping my toe in and hmm. trying it. And uh, now I, now, now I you tap dance. Hmm. Now dipping. Tap dance. <laughs> mm. Oh. <laughs> um, and then for you, okay, but we'll, well, I want to ask Darby the same question, but just quickly, John Travolta in the film Hairspray? Thoughts? No, 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 thank I, you. I, te- I texted Harvey about that too, and I said, what the fuck is going on here? I didn't have control over that. <laughs> they bought the rights. Did they take, take, like, Nicolas Cage's wilted latex mask from Face Off that had been sitting around forever and sort of, like, (laughs) stuff it with more, like, fucking silicone and throw it on his face? Like, what was How did it look like he had, like, it looked like he had too much face, but then it also looked like he didn't have enough. Like, everything, it was a lot of, I don't know what was happening. It was so weird to look at and to think about the amount of time and energy spent going like to do that and then produce it and everyone like said yes let's do that's the that's the version we we put to the world and to think christopher walken then had to fuck it uh, I mean, that's uh, a- and i mean they had to because christopher walken is really a method, method. actor method yeah method. he is yeah so, so um, darby what did, did you he- get a message from uh you down with god yeah, God uh, came to me and said, hey, uh, I think you could take this faggot shit a little further. <laughs> like, oh, my God, Judas. Uh, no, I when I moved to Chicago, I joined the Chicago Gay Men's Chorus and they did a like a live singing drag show once a year. It's like a fundraiser. Yeah. And I got drunk at a roof, like a rooftop. I wasn't just like on a roof. I was. It was like a rooftop party. And I, someone was like, oh, yeah, someone had to drop out. And I was like, not, I'll do it. And uh, I was born. And so I just did it once, you know, every year for that. And then I 
did a show, Alexis did the same show, Snow White and the Seven Drag Queens at Hydrate. It was like kind of a musical theater thing. So I could kind of you could Top say it in. was acting. Wait, it wasn't they've been doing that for a long time, right? Who does that show? Yeah, they different- did. They did. Uh, it's Tony Lewis. He he moved to Louisville, and now they do the show down there. Um, the same exact show for some reason. Anyway, and then uh, one of the girls from the show was doing this like one hour pre concert to this big drag show at Bar Redacted, and she got sick. And so she's like, can you fill in? And I was like, can I sing for an hour at a bar I've never been to? Sure. And then after I got off stage, they were like, uh, hey, you're pretty funny. And uh, our bar doesn't really do drag, but do you want to work here? And I was like, sure. And then seven years later, it ended. <gasps> <laughs> it ended. Oh, seven no. years later, you built a career uh, and no longer say that bar's name out loud. Yeah. Um, that's the magic. That's magic of drag. That's ah! and, and that's the magic of drag. Really? No. When did y'all have like when y'all first started drag? Were y'all? Uh, we called it like no tag drag. Like, do not tag me because I was a teacher and I was so worried about being tagged. I don't know why I taught special ed. Like my kids couldn't read, so I don't know why I was so afraid oh of them God. like seeing it. But no, were y'all I, like no tags? I worked I, with. Go ahead, me, Paul. No, People I wanted to be no tag, but I found that video. I'll show it to you after we're done recording. It's bad. Uh, shut off. Fucking ugly. But I wanted to be. Shut I made up. a separate Instagram and a separate Facebook account, and then blocked everybody that I had like knew from my other one, so that there was no way that they could see it if I was tagged. I did the same thing. Yeah, that is so interesting because so many of the kids now like start drag purely on social media without yeah, ever doing anything to try to build the following first. That is so crazy. It's also so interesting to me that all of you started doing like a competition or doing something that wasn't like based in just drag. It was like there was an outside thing. Cause when I started, I literally put on a dress, put on makeup and showed up to a drag bar. And I was like, you're going to put me on this stage tonight. <laughs> like I was a fucking monster. Were you what? Harvey? I, yeah, what was I was wasted. I like, they bought the rights. Well, that's how I feel like that was, and we'll watch the video, but that voice does go with that face. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> I mean, how did everyone's family take them doing drag? Oh my God. Mine, Mine took it worse than coming out. They were really, really upset. Yeah. They weren't really scared just because they didn't understand that they thought it was maybe like a sexual thing or. Well, isn't maybe... it? No. It can be. For, it, it no, can be. I meant for it Alexis. No, not. No. How dare you? This isn't fuck talk. <laughs> That's later. Um, <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they were just really concerned and they didn't quite understand it. Uh, and now they're really supportive and they're they're cool. And actually, I didn't give them a choice. I just kind of said they they came to the Camp Wanakiki season one finale. Like they both came yeah, to see her that was, win. Wow. That was I don't like, know how they got a ticket. It was such a packed event. They they yeah they that was their first time ever seeing me in drag. So that was really exciting. Although it it was very scary too because that 
lasted that filming lasted like eight hours and it was so long that I got fully drunk and then sobered up and was hung over just in the time of filming. Oh so my I, God. I was more scared they were going to see me drunk than <laughs> see me a drag. We sort of like alluded to it, whatever. But, uh, um, a lot of a lot of things went down in Chicago in the past year. Uh, a lot of sort of like social reckoning for a lot of fucked up shit that was happening, sort of based in racist systems that have always been at play in the the one of the gay neighborhoods in Chicago called Boys Town, specifically with like management and bars and like people in power. Didn't they change the name of Boys Town? Isn't it North Halstead? North Halstead. Okay, so there we go. So talking about name changes. Yeah. So Darby, you also underwent a name change do you talk about this or not no i do i do um thank you thank you for bringing this up um (laughs) set that up right there for you to no it was you know yeah exactly well it was something like like i think it's no secret that chicago in general as a city has a pretty racist segregated setup right. uh, and that very much related to at the time called boys town. And uh, yeah, it just, it was a lot of things I didn't consider and I did work at sidetrack, which everyone always made fun of Oops, bar redacted and everyone always made fun of like, Oh, well that's like the racist bar. Like that's right. okay. That's the racist bar. And I could never get like close to any of the black drag queens that I, I really enjoyed seeing in the, in the scene and I didn't understand it. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not sidetracked. Like I'm just, I just work there. Um, and then it was through like the town hall that I realized that um, my participation was not, was not passive. I was very much an active role in that. Yeah. And one of the things that occurred to me was Dixie was, I chose that name that that wasn't it's not something my parents gave me and I don't want to change my name. I chose a name that is rooted in racism. And so I changed my name to Darby because I wanted uh, if I have an option to take away any sort of pain that that I've caused, why the fuck wouldn't I? And I just want everyone to know I announced my name change before the Dixie Chicks a day before. Okay, I said Ah. I'm Darby now. And then the next day. They became the chicks. And I'm not saying I caused that. I'm just saying I'm the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and where does Darby come from? Oh, it's so <laughs> Alexis. Actually, I'll take this one. Thank you so much. So my <laughs> parents were going to name me Darby in real life because what? I have. Yeah. Right? I, is it a name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my uncle's name is Darby for real. My uncle who Is this allowed? So <laughs> Yeah, it is allowed. My mom, when she was five, had a baby is brother a born name? on her birthday, and his name is Darby. And so they were gonna name me Darby too. And they decided that they would They were gonna would, name you Darby too. Yeah, like Audrey too. They were going to yeah, name her yeah, Darby yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. But people thought they were going to make fun of me, so they just changed it to Alex. Uh, and then they found other reasons to make fun of you. Right. Yeah. I, so, and, yeah. And so I she, said, oh, go ahead, sir. No, this is about your name, and I will tell the story, Darby. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I so that we were floating different names, and I said, "What if your name is Darby?" And her eyes lit up. She got. She got. Now you can take over. Yeah, actually, it was over the phone. She couldn't see my face. But I was like, Darby <laughs> is the, and no offense to all my Darbys out there. I'm obsessed with the name. I said, that is the dumbest name change idea in the world. Like, I love it. Like, it makes no sense. It 
it had the same number of letters. It started with the D. It ended in the E sound. Yeah, it kept like, I was, the same um, it rhythm. Kept the, yeah, and it kind of spoke more to my persona on the mic, like that I'm just down to clown and silly and stupid. Plus, well, Darby. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, wild. Listen, if if you're still in the market for further name changes, you know Meatball and I would love your last name to be Cartwheel. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I'm Cartwheel. I've um, been kind of Chan, letting that go. Auntie Chan or is it Auntie Chan? It's it's Auntie Chan. That's what I thought. From the, if you're from the South, Auntie, right? And then Auntie is up here. Aunt, it's, it, it's in the nose. Auntie. Auntie. Because I used yeah, to call I you Auntie Aunt. Chan. Auntie Chan. Auntie Chan. Auntie Chan. Auntie Chan. And Auntie someone corrected me. They're like, it's Auntie. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I say it weird. Why would they weird. correct regional phonetics? Excuse me? <laughs> Well, you got to take it up with Trey Sheik. He's the one who said it. Trey, I always have to take it up with Trey Sheik. Before Oop, take it where? Oh. But before no, we get, get to our next segment, I do want to know, have you ever heard back from any queen that you've talked about on your show? Oh, Has anybody, yeah. like, messaged you and been like, this isn't funny? Or, like, please stop? It's mostly Negative. positive. It's oh. mostly positive. I well, think. weird. Okay. I don't know that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. There was, okay. Someone did share one of Paula or IMHO memes, uh, little videos of Alexis laughing over and over, which to me is like, you have to know the show in order to find that video funny. Otherwise yeah. you're like, what is happening? And Madeline Hatter shared it and was like, oh my God, this is so funny. And I love Madeline Hatter, but I, we weren't very kind to her on. We weren't drag. unkind. We just well, we weren't. But hair. but I always made fun of her wig. She didn't get the and then she do it. Let's be honest. Yeah, you made fun of her yes. wigs because she what? She stacked two and then what? She loves. She has a very specific wig style, and yeah. I call it like you take out of the bag, you shake it, you stack one, you put plastic bags under that one so that you get a little bit of a bump, and then you just brush it to the side. And so we would kind of joke about that. And I was like, God, I hope she never sees this. And now it seems like maybe. So I'm kind of waiting on my email from her. That's like, fuck you. Cause she's also, she's, she smokes. She's, I'm assuming, so, yeah, yeah. She's, hard, she's hard Harvey. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of vulnerable to like put yourself out there with true and bold opinions. I mean, so many, I think so many review shows, we just, um, you know, obviously I, I produce Race Chaser and we just got a... Like oh, you a, do? Yeah. Uh, we just got like an email that was like, hey, Willem and Alaska have been really sort of just kind and blah about the season 13 girls. And we want to hear your real opinions. We want you to actually dig in and go there. And, you know, they both responded and they were like, listen airing real time it's much harder but when we go back and we talk about season seven we know the people now they've changed they've evolved we can be a little more aggressive and be like that was horrible but it's a really sort of vulnerable time but the audience wants to hear actual critique you don't want to watch a recap show and just say and then they did this and they were pretty and they did this and they were pretty again like you want to hear opinions but i think that imho does a good job of like talking about stuff uh Sometimes you'll mention something and be like, but they're not ready to face that yet. So you're like, <laughs> you're like aware of the problem, but you're like, they're, they're not dealing with that yet, but maybe soon they'll come to that. Well, I think it like 
the earlier seasons, I think we did go hard. Like we, we were really, really yeah, we were, we were in that basement and we've had like drinks and we did a viewing party an hour before. So oh, yeah, oh. we'd been talking on a microphone to like 700 people who didn't want us talking on a microphone. So we so, were already just like, yeah, it. some type of <laughs> but, way. Chan developed a really, uh, I think, I don't know if this came from this season, but uh, we do typically try to follow, if we have a critique, follow it up with like, but I get it. Like they're on TV or, you know, we always try to soften it. But Chan, she started saying, yeah, I don't know. That's just not for me. And that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> I didn't like it. If and I say okay. something that I think might get some backlash, I'll sit on it like while uh, Darby's telling a story and then I'll loop back to it. Like, I just want to address what I said earlier. <laughs> and say well, that's that how okay. you came up with, okay, girl, girl boss, boss, you better fart. Okay, okay you girl better boss, fart. you better fart. <laughs> and we Man, threw it on the back. takes that uh, a piece of advice to heart. Let me yeah. tell you. I went girl boss today. I'm going girl boss tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm girl bossing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we're going to take a break in just a moment, but I do want to know, Alexis, obviously you've competed on a show. Meatball, you did season one of Dragula. Wait, what? Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, sorry. Uh, (gasps) the big one or the small one? Which one gave you the hardest critiques? Now both of them. (laughs) (laughs) The medium. Spooky. Uh, But were you you were on season? I haven't seen season one. It was was shot with an iPhone four, so I didn't. And for some reason, all of it was shot in a wind tunnel, and I had no idea. You can't make a sound. (laughs) Um, But would any of you consider going on the big show? Going on Drag Race. Or at ah, this point, yeah. you feel like you're far enough, you're too far into this other thing. I think Chan and Alexis would kill on Drag Race. Like, I... You I'm, too. You yeah, too, Yeah, but so much shit about that show on our show. So, All they have to do is Google it. Well, you could just say you were practicing for the reading or whatever. The library. Yeah. Alexis? Oh, fine, I'll do that show. Yeah, Are they yeah. filming? <laughs> there you I think you would be like Bianca Del Rio, like you would never have to lip sync and you would just read everyone all the time. But also I'm older so- and angry. I yeah, think the four sense. of you on a cast together would be really great. I casting. would love to see that. Ooh, that'd be so crazy. Oh. It would Watch be out, all girl. comedy challenges. And then one build your own dress challenge that would send all of us home. Yes, correct. Not Meatball. The bitch can sew. She made her no, own Alexis dress form. No, Alexis can too. Oh, okay. Meatball Baby and Alexis. Fuck. Alexis sews all, like most of y'all's looks too, right? Not, mm-hmm. not Chan can sew yet. too. Wait. Mm-hmm. Meatball, you made mm-hmm. your own dress form? Yeah. I'm, <gasps> oh, it's not in here, but I made my own dress form. Okay, I want to I wanna connect yeah. with you about that. The tits are in a weird spot, but it's a cool They're, dress form. Yeah, you know, I think that was on me for measuring <laughs> weird, but I, the rest of it's great. You just gotta, you gotta, I got to throw a bra on it when I'm yeah. making something yeah. from it. So. <laughs> I got to hoist those baddies up and stuff a little tissue in the sides. <laughs> okay, we will be right back. Goodbye. Ooh, that was a rough note. And we're back. That was cleaner. And it is our final segment, uh, which Alexis has been alluding to all podcast long. We are very excited to get into... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my favorite segment. So, 
a couple of things to begin with. First Alexis, of all, Alexis, are yeah. you the bridge troll that called into our show previously? I would like to come out publicly and say no, but okay. I that is my voice doppelganger. I have reached out. We are in talks. Something's happening. Ooh, I made a friend. secret project. Secret project. Like a, project. Like a sex thing is happening. Hmm. Like you're gonna hook up or? <gasps> oh no, but that's a good idea. We could bring back like member sex hotlines. Like call in now to get like phone your... sex, and it's just the yeah. recording of the two of mm. you trying to get each other off. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That's a, a voyeuristic yeah. call line, I'm and in. it'll be like we're under a bridge. It'll be very descriptive. <laughs> um, and then okay, yeah, no, go ahead, me, Paul. I was just gonna say now's the time where if y'all have any uncomfortable or strange sex stories that you want to talk about, we could do it. I know I never hear anything about Chan's sex life, Darby. I know that you are a sex addict and you like to talk about your poopy butt and your husband. Yeah, that's correct. That's very correct. I'm, I, yeah, I'm so curious to know what, what, what kind of person Chan likes to do the dirty with. I'm, I'm a very, uh, I'm into like emotional bad boys that just like cause trouble, uh, and I like to nurse them. I like to think in my from mind, your have, oh, you're from my city. I have giant <laughs> like maternal milfy jugs. <laughs> And that if I just no. like lay my titty, my spiritual titty into their mouth, it will heal them and make them a better person. So you're a fixer. You so like I'm a fixer. Fix I like an a, I like a film student that watches a twenty four a twenty four films and we cry together. Like that's that's like oh. that's beautiful. Is that too much? No, no. That, that is a, a beautiful description. So you do listen to Lana Del Rey. Oh no, you froze. Oh, she froze. Oh, she's frozen in a wink. I love this. Can we screenshot it? She yeah. she she fake froze because my joke she, was bad. Yeah, she actually isn't frozen. She just hates Lana Del Rey. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Whenever up. we talk about like sex stuff on IMHO, Alexis and I are like, if it's Patreon only, we go full ham. And Chan's like, I don't know. I want someone vulnerable. We're like, we're talking about calm. (laughs) (laughs) And that is so funny that her fucking computer froze to get her out of the conversation. See? She's a a delicate rose. She's a beautiful flower. Yeah. And we love her for that. All right. Well, let's talk about your your calm obsession, Alexis, then. When did you get get obsessed with calm? Actually, it started with Chan. Chan's uh, sugar cane impression. What? One one episode made you calm? No, 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 no. Oh. Just saying the word. Oh, yeah. Well, now I want to hear the impression. Chan yeah, well, was doing sugar cane, and she just goes, "I was giving you calm, honey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do a good Chan doing sugar cane, like Thank you. Because you know, then didn't Lee Dawson end up taking that and using that audio in like a bunch uh, yeah. of his things? Yeah. Well, he, he's he, obsessed with y'all. Chan, no, Chan was sugarcane that whole season for Lee Dawson. Oh, uh, like got to got to read. I forgot. Yeah, about- all of his recaps. Chan did sugarcane's voice for all of Lee's recaps from that season. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sex. I want to talk. Get uh, into I- it, Mama. I have so many. There was one I wanted to share, but now that it reminds me, I'm going to put that one on hold. But sometime have me back and I'll tell you about when I uh, blackmailed a guy into giving me gonorrhea medicine and he put it in a grill. All right. 
I've but, heard that story. Patreon only. Yeah. Did I tell that? I couldn't you told remember. That on the po- t- uh, yeah, you have, you have. But I love it. It's a, good story. It's a great that. story. She Are you back? back. She back. Uh, the internet just blew out out of nowhere. Um, oh, oh, like that hole. We, we like said, that booty hole. We like said you were hole. avoiding the conversation <laughs> by just freezing. I unplugged the internet cable. There was this uh, dude that I saw. I was um, about one year ago. See, and uh, he had like really long hair, and he was like into like witchcraft and he was like uh, oh i'm like a vampire boy and i was like okay and the way he greeted me was he showed me like a picture of his dick in the club and then like he walked away i was like okay that's all it takes i guess so i like followed him home Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's like laying candy out and i was just like picking up every single piece uh we like hooked up in the living room and i was like don't you want to like go to your bedroom and it'd be a lot easier in your bedroom? And it was like, no, it, it's kind of a mess in there. And then we did that like for the like next couple of weeks, I was just like going back to this place. Like we were hooking up and it was always in the living room. I was like, why is he never letting me in his like uh, bedroom? And uh, uh, when I was like approaching his bedroom, he like, he like stopped me and it was like, you want to hang out on the couch? I'm like, this boy, this boy got something to hide what's going on and then i'm look, i'm like chilling on the couch and his like dog uh or his like roommate's dog is just like looking at me she got like one eye slanted and she's like a fucked up chihuahua she's farting and shitting everywhere and i'm like there's something going on in this house that i do not like and cannot trust but he had a big old horse dig um wait oh, you I never made that. it in the bedroom you never I found never out made it into, i what was gonna what what spirit was gonna enter my life? What was gonna happen? <laughs> okay, oh God. that's yeah, horrifying. You would be on the news. It's probably like his boyfriend was in there or something, or it yeah. was like a murder dungeon. Yeah, or the body I, I, of his boyfriend. I really like think he like, sleeps in a weird thing. Like it's not a bed, but it's like a like moon boots or like a like a <laughs> suspension device, and he didn't want to explain it to you. Oh, uh, or maybe it's not that dark. Maybe he had sleep apnea and he was embarrassed. He didn't want you to see his machine. <laughs> or maybe he was like taking care of his mom, and she was just like yeah. in the other room, and, he and just, she just had sleep apnea, and she didn't want her, you to see her machine. Right. I- or maybe there were like a hundred who... other fucked up chihuahuas <laughs> in that bedroom. And they had sleep apnea and they didn't want you to see their sleep apnea machine. Okay. I was like, maybe there's like a animal shrine where the sacrifices are. And y'all like, maybe his mom is in there sleeping in an iron lung. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not an iron lung. Oh, iron lung play. Ugh. Oh, oh my God. Play. But yeah, that was, that was the, that was the last like frequent hookup that. I can think of a little witchy boy. Ooh, I need Ooh, to nurse him back there. Oh, so emotional. Okay, Darby, mm-hmm. you were gonna tell us a story. Oh uh, well, I mean, I've never hooked up with a witch, but I'll try. Um, <laughs> no, when so I went to that Southern Baptist College in Mississippi, and then I ended up transferring and finishing in Kentucky. And then uh, when I moved to Chicago, I was a special ed teacher and I taught special ed for like eight years. Um, That's why I'm going to heaven. I got my (laughs) ticket. And I, do y'all remember the Craigslist days? Those were were Mm -hmm. like, that was like the height of my like horny, horny, horny time. Uh And there was this like 45 
married man visiting in town, blah, 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 meet me at my hotel. I've got pecs. And I was like, I'm in. I don't need to know anything else. (laughs) I would be as well. I show up at this hotel. He answers the door. And it is my English professor from that Southern Baptist College in Mississippi that I went to. (gasps) Oh, that you can only have mentioned earlier that you had fucked. Yes, this is how it happened. See, we're going, but it's full circle, right. full circle. That's what you get with the IMH show, Sloppy Seconds crossover, okay? There you go, well. full circle. This is where it's crossing. Uh, so, but <laughs> I was only in his class for two weeks because I had a really bad strep infection and I had to drop out of school for a little while. So he didn't really remember me. But of course, the whole time I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it's my English professor. Oh my God, it's my English professor. So we have sex. Um, he had a bunch of weird moles, which was something we had to talk about later. And it's like, I'm having a great time. I'm on top. I'm riding him, which is something I did in my 20s. I don't do that now. My, I don't have good knees. But <laughs> we're having a great time. And I, I couldn't stop myself. Like, it just, I could not stop thinking, this is my professor. So in the middle of me riding him, I just stop. I look down. I make eye contact. And I was like, this isn't his name. I was like... Professor Thomas. And I said his name to him. And he immediately goes soft, falls right out of me. Oh, no. (laughs) And he was like, oh, my God, you know. And I was like, yeah, but it's like, okay. Like, I'm I'm not going to tell your wife. And like, You should have waited until you had that nut inside. uh, Girl, it was like, literally, I had to say, don't worry about it. And we prayed about it. And then, boom, it was right back on. You You prayed about it? No, we prayed in our heads. We didn't uh. pray out loud. <laughs> you said let's let's just kneel by the bed. Dear I think Lord, we're just like we're both so just... fly far, far away, far, <laughs> far away from me. <laughs> yeah, Forrest Tom. But yeah, we we had uh, terrible, guilty Baptist sex, and then Which is it was like pretty a... hot sometimes. Oh, it was. It was wonderful. But he oh, did I have a lot of it. moles, and I didn't know a lot yeah, about sexual health because I went to school in, in the South. Oh, you thought and genital warts, maybe? I mean, his balls were covered in moles. Like, covered. Oh, that's... Oh. Were they moles? Covered. They were. Well, I had to... So, psycho. Covered okay, He's already moles. scared of me. I email him, and I'm like, explain to me what this is. And then he's like, oh, yeah, it's this, it's this. And I was like okay, I need to see some sort of doctor report or record like saying that you had this looked at. And he was like, no. And then I was young, okay? And then I was like, I wouldn't want to have to say anything to anyone. <gasps> yeah. Wait, wait. So you have a history of blackmailing because you just said, I'll tell you a story later about how I blackmail a man for gonorrhea about his kid. Correct. Medicine. Oh my so god. So he went he some medicine hey, for his my sexual health. So he went to the doctor and <laughs> I got a note from his doctor explaining that, that they were that moles. funny because usually you have to bring your teacher a doctor's note to get out of class. But the yeah, my teacher wait, brought wait, me a doctor's you. note <laughs> to get in my ass. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, that is psycho to me. <laughs> no, but, I, but you know what? I, I was 25. I, like, I, I understand no, I, respect it. I remember it. doing shit like that all the time. I just wouldn't have had the no- the nerve, the gall, the audacity. I have I have stopped and been like, come over here, come over here, and turned on a light and really looked at something. 
and been like, uh, Diva, yeah. what is this bump about? And they're like, oh, it's this. And then you're like, well, okay. that's funny that you mentioned bumps because recently I was telling a story about an ex-boyfriend, one of my first boyfriends. We met because he used to date my old roommate who was a girl. Oh. And then he showed interest in me. And by that point, I hated her. So I was like, revenge, boyfriends. And then he had he had bumps as well. He had moles or something. And he told me that he was just born with them. And it, since he was my first boyfriend, I believed. And I'm telling Darby this story literally like a week ago. And Darby was like, yeah. wait, wait a minute. What is his name? And I'm like, and I said it. I won't say it on here because okay. you know, it was funny. Professor Thomas. It, it was wasn't Professor, Professor Thomas. Um, and she was like, wait, what's his last name? And I was like this. And she was like, oh, okay, look on your phone. Just Google him on your phone. I'll do the same because I think this, that we have dated the same person. <gasps> yeah, we did. And, and we did. We showed up the same picture. It was the same person. Although Darby was smarter. She took one look and said, what is that? Well, okay. So I did, I did learn a little bit about sex stuff or sex health after uh, Molly professor. And so I did know what a genital wart looked like. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry, kid. Those, those are genital warts, which is like, fine. HPV. We all got it. Yeah. But I just said, like, I was like, I'm concerned that you're not concerned. Like, can you go get that taken care of? And then we'll go get dinner. You know what I mean? Like, I don't take, whatever but he yeah. just he was like no they've been there forever and i was like i i am web md walking okay <laughs> like i have blackmailed multiple people in the medical <laughs> profession <laughs> but alexis was with him uh, for six months oh wow oh, oh, weird. Yeah. getting I, I don't no i don't no not any actual physical warts he tried to cheat on me but i'm too smart and i Oh yeah, you got him. You got him. I caught him. He tried to cheat on me with someone I introduced him to, who was a close friend. That's insane. And and it was before lot phones had screen locks, or maybe he just didn't have one. And I read all his texts, and I was like, "You have to get out of here." And I never. You have to to go on and get out of here. Wait, do you all lock have your passcode on your phone? I took mine off. Yeah, I don't. I haven't had one for years. I took mine off when quarantine started because that's like no one's around me or my phone ever. Okay, I took mine off for I can't remember why. I think we were filming something and I Alexis was holding the phone, so I took the passcode off. I went to Target that same week. I forgot to turn it back on. I left my phone on a shelf in Target. (gasps) A passcode. Yes. And then we call it. Like I get to the car and I was like, Curtis, I don't have my phone. So Curtis calls it and it's this little old man. And he's like, I found a phone. I'm in Target. And so we hunted down this old man. And before he would give it to me, he goes, put your face up to it. I want to make sure that it works for you. But it didn't have a passcode on it. So I just went, scroll up look i'm in and he's like can't be too careful oh, oh my god oh. i would have so said careful. And, then, and then you blew him and yeah, then i blew exactly. him <laughs> wait dipper do you have any new sex stories maybe perhaps from your date not from my date okay so wait quickly, did you jerk uh, up on cam no we we did had to re- ask him to see it we no we had a really well, then what's the point I went on a Zoom date with Martin. We had a really, we had okay, a really nice chat. Um, he works in in the UK in like environmental waste management. So he like 
helps to do like government funded recycling stuff, which oh. I think is pretty cool. Um, and uh, he writes music reviews, like so he gets paid to go to like big pop concerts and writes v- reviews for some like well respected music blog in the UK. So we had a lot of like fun conversation, but you know, like for me, it's 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 the kind of thing. Like he's incredibly sweet. I would would look forward to like you know hanging out with him when I when I'm able to see him in person. But like the digital thing, you know, some people it's enough to be like let's talk and then like jerk off or do something like that but mm-hmm. i gotta like i gotta like interact with a, a human body so yes. well, did you it was feel a lovely like, did you feel the sexual connection at all did it feel like could you feel it in the air i don't know all? that i've ever felt a sexual connection digitally so you're saying like you don't feel that for us we're on the right. screen just like <laughs> i know that you've been um you've been fucking yourself with a dildo this entire time Ooh. but i mm-hmm. don't feel the sexual energy coming it's a from it's a clicky driving. pin actually <laughs> <laughs> but Ooh, it's i got do all the colors i do have an insane story that happened recently now that i am all vaxxed up Ooh. Uh, Let's hear it. Where you cruising? I went to a gentleman's house. Now, this is a gentleman that I spoke of before on the podcast. He is someone whose dick I suck regularly, who I met years ago via what website, Darby? Craigslist. Craigslist. I've never, we've never kissed. We've never done anything. But I walk in, I get on my knees, I suck his dick. That's the extent I love our... that. That's romantic. Thank you. And um, literally, I, this is such an insane story. I can't even tell you. So uh, he was like, I I really need my dick sucked. I haven't come in like a week and a half. I'm leaking pre-cum just walking around the house. Please come suck my dick. I see Alexis is already excited. So I end up going to his house. I suck his dick. He comes very aggressively and he loves to come when it's time for him to come he won't he he like literally won't touch me until he's ready to come then he grabs my head and he forces it down to the base of his dick (gasps) that's love he came so hard but it like you know the term like it went down the wrong pipe (gasps) he shot cum into your lungs (laughs) out of your nose so did it come out your nose I was like, I was like, I swallowed it, but then all of a sudden I felt like, <laughs> like I felt like I couldn't breathe, and then I felt like I needed to throw up. So I like, I like, I like leaned back, and I literally was like pounding my chest, going like, trying to like get, trying to like get control of myself. Okay. God, he almost killed you. And meanwhile, I look over at his dick and like, you know, when a dick has been rock hard and then sort of isn't, but they're able to like flex it and it's like bouncing. He was like doing that because he wanted me to keep sucking him and he had a second load to come. So I had to sort of like get my, there was like a towel there. I like, I I like coughed like disgusting in front like and he's sitting there sort of like looking at me like do you want more? 
So he didn't I, notice that you were near death. Well, he sure noticed, but I think his goal oh, was to, to, yeah, have me Kill suck you. his dick some more. Oh my so god! I sort of like I like I, I like had to stand up. My eyes are watering. I'm did you have like, to throw your stomach on? Did you give yourself the Heimlich on the back no, of a chair? No, I didn't. There was never a point where I couldn't on get his oxygen. Dick. He did the Heimlich yeah, he on did. his. <laughs> there was never a point where I couldn't get oxygen in my mouth, but it was just like it was like it was like it just feels like you know when you're like drinking something, you're like oh that went down the wrong pipe. It didn't actually go into my lungs it just sort of like got me choked up oh god that's horrible then i kept sucking him and he came a second time and this time he was it was much more gentle but it was like a ton of fucking cum and i was like okay jesus <laughs> so i go to the bathroom to like wash my face before i leave and oh god, this is so gross uh, and I was like getting ready to leave, and I was like, "Oh, let me pee." And I like lift up the toilet, and it's just a full bowl. He had like forgotten to flush, <gasps> and I was like, "I gotta get out of here." Uh, this is just—it was like one thing after the other. That's a horrifying. That is a nightmare oh tale. This is like a traumatic so interaction. He tried right? to murder you, and then he made you smell his poop. <laughs> like I'm not kink shaming you said him, a but full that is. Bowl. A full bowl. <laughs> oh no, man! Oh, wow. This is what people come to this show for. Now that now that girl the girls are vaccinated and things are starting to open up, we're about to get. I know how to get raunchy. I was running around without a mask on the other day. I was having a good time. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that's no big deal. My Republican father does that all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my story was like exciting. Oh my god, my windows are wide open. Good. I hope your neighbors know. <laughs> I doubt they they could how could they not? I okay, I have a quick question. I'm so sorry. What does it mean to leak pre-cum constantly for a week? That's not, an STD. Not, not for a week. <laughs> he was saying he was saying like it's been a week. Yeah. You should come over later and then during the day he was like I'm leaking now. Okay. I thought you meant like he was heading to bed and he's like, oh, well, I got to wrap myself up first. I'm going to leak all over Let this mattress. Let me throw mattress. this diapy on. Cause I have no, Let I me feel throw this like, diapy diapy. I feel like he's the kind of guy that's like it. Like I'm sort of this way too. Like I don't really masturbate. Ugh, I don't understand. Me that. neither. I Absolutely don't get that not. at all. I don't get it. Like it's an occasional thing, but I prefer to do it with a person. You prefer to I, masturbate with a person? <laughs> Yeah, I prefer to get off with the person. Chan Look hates at Chan. This. Chan hates the whole no, story. No, no, I, I love like, him. She's like, I like a romantic <laughs> man. I just want to connect. No, I'm Chan, like, just pretend. Pretend the guy that almost killed him was a witch. Shooting a to a toilet. Huh? He was a witch. He was a witch. That was a spell, Chan. Oh, that was a spell. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> a bowl full of dookie. A bowl full of shit. Okay. <laughs> what? It wasn't my shit. Jesus Christ, <laughs> bro! I can't believe that story. That's crazy. Mm. Not uh, this. Not this. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> trying to like knock it down one way or the other. What Just... movie is that with Mark Wahlberg and he's like stalking a girl and he's like, "I'm gonna say that you beat fear? me," and then he just starts no hitting himself in Ted. the chest. Ted, Ted two. Ted, Ted. Yeah, the one with the teddy bear. Ted two, the comeback starring Lisa Kudrow. No fear. <laughs> no fear. Well, thank we you all it. so much for being here. Uh, and thank you for listening to Sloppy Seconds. Where can everyone find y'all on the internet? 
Y'all well, if you want to find out. the show, we're at IMHO the show on Instagram and Twitter. But then if you want to follow a funny Twitter, follow Chan. Yeah. Hers is funny. Yeah. What's oh, your... You it is so funny. Auntie Chan, A-U-N-T-Y underscore C-H-A-N. You can follow IMHO the show at IMHO the show. <laughs> Are you reading this? Uh, you can follow Darby Lynn Cartwright at Darby Lynn Cartwright. <laughs> you can follow Alexis P. Bevels at at Brid- Alexis Bevels. Bridge troll underscore dick pig. Bridge troll underscore dick pig dot edu. And I would suggest that everyone go um, subscribe to their Patreon because the videos are so good. And they give you so much more information and opinion. And they just released one today and I'm going to go watch it right now, right after this. So you can follow us on Instagram at sloppypod or send us an email to sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call with a fuck talk story to 213 9180. Our Instagrams are Big Dipper Jelly and Spicy as Meatball, and I'm Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Goodbye! Uh, Can y'all harmonize with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Harmony on Zoom is tough. Go for it, Go for it. Goodbye! No. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, I almost got it. Mm-hmm. It's more of a scream. Doodle doo doo forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meepaw. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Will and Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. <laughs>